and we are live and official. We live. we live. First of all, shout out to all of the family members that's here first. Y'all was waiting to hang out. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys. Can you uh, tell them what to do, man? Hey, first and foremost, tell your cousins, tell your grandma, tell your friends to join the chat. We want to get this thing on and popping because we got a lot to cover. Seahawks went to the East Coast. Like them big, bad, scary, dominating Baltimore Ravens. Hey, KJ, real quick, folks was asking. They said, gee, are you going to get KJ to take the filter off? Eugene just came in and said, KJ, tell us the truth. Listen, Eugene, you going to get this KJ all day. You're going to get the truth. But with that being said, I still have friends there. I, see, see, I still see those guys every, every week. So, you know, I'm going to tell the truth. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm going to put a little, <laughs> little, little niceness on it a little bit. So, yeah, let's get this thing popping, man. We got a lot to cover, G. We, we do. We got a lot to cover. Tell everybody, make sure you like, like, like all the time. Man, hold this real quick. Hold it up. Hold it up, KJ. This ain't my idea, Hold y'all. it up. Hold this, it up. This, <laughs> Throw the damn towel. This. Throw the damn towel. <laughs> Throw the damn towel. <laughs> Throw the towel. Oh. We're getting our asses whipped today. Not the old-fashioned ass whooping. <laughs> Not the old-fashioned one that, that your auntie and grandma gave you. Hey, hey, look, okay. right. look, real quick, to be honest with you, let me get to the stats. That was the second worst loss of the Pete Carroll era. They lost in 2017. 42 to 7 to the Rams. You was on that team. Also went lost. On you went you went on the team that lost by 34 uh in 2010. Um 41 to 7. But what just happened out there hurt okay. in my feelings. Throw the damn time. Okay, okay. Let's slow it down. Let's slow it down. Let's slow it down. And let's be real honest. Let's be really honest. We have not seen a team to that standard of the Baltimore Ravens. Our last few wins have been the Arizona Cardinals, the Cleveland Browns, P.J. Walker, the New York Giants. We played some tier C teams. This was an A team. Lamar Jackson, the number one defense in the NFL. Now, did I think we would go out there and it would be, what's the score, 30 to 37? What was the score? Something to three? A lot to a little. 37-3, yeah. A lot to a little was, was the score, and um, we got to get right into it, man. Okay. We got to get right into All it. All right, so we're going to start off with, you want to start on offense or you want to start on the defense? Because both didn't play well. Where do you want to? Let, let's, let's start with defense. Okay. Let's start with the defense. The defense today was not good. Mm -mm. KJ, they weren't tackling today. Mm -mm. In the second half, they just let them run all up and down the field. Mm -mm. Uh, they were running the ball very well. When it comes to rushing the football, they were crazy. What happened on defense? We're talking 300 yards rushing. 300 yards rushing. Just to let you guys in, if you have a day where they're held under 100 yards, really under 80 yards, you're in really good, good shape. But they got 300 yards rushing. And the most alarming part of that was they were just running through us. They were outmanning us, out the most physical team on the football field. Gus Edwards just running through our defense. Right, right. And um, for the most part, Lamar Jackson, he didn't do much, but just looking at how dominating they were, and we didn't tackle, we didn't wrap up well. We just throwing a chicken wing and expecting the guy to go down. This is the Baltimore Ravens. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They tackle during training camp. Mm-hmm. They, this is how they're bred. This is AFC North. And um, we got punched in the mouth, punched in the mouth, punched in the mouth, and it just continued and continued. And um, it was rough. It well, was help really us. Rough. Okay, well, help us all understand something. Let's get through it. And so the beautiful thing about you being a Super Bowl champion, you playing, you can give us a better understanding of some things. I'm going to speak on behalf of the fans. At the beginning of the fourth quarter, at that time, the Seahawks uh, had the total possession of 16 minutes and the Ravens were at 29 minutes. Mm-hmm. The time of possession was bad at that point. Tell us about what it is like when you guys have been on the football field defensively for so long. First and foremost, you keep watching your offense like, damn, we got to punt the ball again? Damn, another interception? Damn, another three and out? And so first of all, you're looking at the offense like, man, y'all got to pick it up a little bit. And then when you're on the football field, it's conversion after conversion. They're getting first downs, and they're slowly marching down the field. It wasn't those big explosive, explosive touchdowns. It was churning, first down, churning, another first down, another first down. And so you just drained. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about on the football field a lot, on the road, just you guys, that, that is hard for a defense. And so we bent, we bent, we bent. But towards that fourth quarter, we... They, they broke. Okay, well, let's talk about Lamar Jackson real quick. Um, just so you guys know, just so you know, um, since 2018, Lamar Jackson is 18-1 and one against all NFC teams. I saw that. Stop. Hold the press. Let's talk about that. 18-1 and one Lamar Jackson is against NFC teams. How? Well, it felt like they unleashed something in Lamar Jackson that the Seahawks have not seen on film. Because what he was doing today, it felt like he could do what he want. By the way, he was 21 for 26, 187 yards passing, Mm -hmm. no touchdowns he threw Mm -mm. for. But the lasting impression I got, and I don't know if y'all saw this, but when I saw Lamar Jackson at the end of the game, kicking and laughing while his backup was scoring on the Seahawks defense, I lost my damn mind. And he was doing that early in the fourth. I think the fourth quarter just started. And he was on the bench chilling. So take us into the game, KJ. How Mm -hmm. hard is it to stop an offense that's led by a Lamar Jackson? Like I always say, hands down, the most dynamic football player I have ever faced. And I was looking at Lamar. It was He was calm. He was chill. He was not rattled at all. He was comfortable. And he didn't have to do much. I'm going to hand this ball off to Gus Edwards to heal, and they will give me 300 yards rushing. But when he did throw the ball, it seemed like Mark Andrews was always open. The backup quarterback threw a touchdown to Odell Beckham in the back of the end zone. He was dancing and partying at home. And so um, this team that we face today, they were on another level. And it was like, I want to be respectful when I say this, but it was like varsity versus JV today. It was like varsity versus JV today. And um, but looking at our defense, they've been playing cool this year. They've been playing really good, actually. But when you don't have the guys on the other side of the football field to helping you out, to put up points, to sustain drives, it makes life really hard on the defensive side of the football. Because it wasn't that bad early on. The defense was, like, even though I know that um, I believe they had, like, 20 points uh, scored in the first half, the defense, I thought, the Seahawks' defense was still playing well 
amazingly so. I thought they got they, they got they yeah. got a turnover. Yeah, it, boy, it, it was Mafe, field goals. It was field goals. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They was doing their thing, but it just seemed like when the second half came, it just it it felt like. And I, I'm I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the Seahawks defense because they've been playing well. Everybody has a bad day. It it felt like KJ like. All right, let's just get this game over with and let's just go in the next week. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they quit. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, but the way but they you, were but running. But, no, but you realize that today's not our day. That's it. And we don't, we don't stand a chance today. Let me get my starters out. I saw that um, star linebackers went out, some guys at the secondary. Today's a wash. It's a wrap. We came out. We played hard. But um, this team was just steamrolling, steamrolling us. And so let's get to the offense. Okay, well, I'm glad you want to go to the offense because, look, real quick, uh, I know you guys want to say some other things, but the first thing we'll I'm going to talk about. We'll get to y'all in a little bit. I see the, y'all talking. We're going to get to y'all in a little bit. The first thing I want to talk about is this. I can't remember the last time I have seen a Seahawk-led team by Pete Carroll-led team that rushes for a total of 29 yards. Kenneth Walker III had nine carries for 16 yards. Zach Charbonnet had four carries for eight yards, and Geno Smith had one carry for, I mean, you know, a rush or whatever for five yards. 29 yards. Them dudes, 29 to damn near 300? (laughs) Whose fault is that? Is that the players or is it the play callers that they have 29 yards rushing? Here it is. First of all, it's, it's the play callers. But if I'm the player and the game is going and you're not giving me anything, he's like, God dang, like we're playing the Ravens. These dudes are putting up points on the other side of the football. Like, you got to get going so I can get this offense going. And so if you're Kenneth Walker, you want him to have that fast start. And I know you want to, he's a volume guy. He wants 15, 20 carries a game. But you got to start faster if you're this offense. You can't come out slow like that. And for, we can't even get Charbonnet going. We can't even get Charbonnet going because Kenneth Walker not going. It's a one-two punch. You got to go, so I got to go. And so with the play caller. With that being said, you were still in the game, first half, 29 rushing yards from a Coach Carroll team. That's like, the ball's going to be in Geno hands. And you put the ball in Geno hands, we saw the, what the result was. Yeah, but can I back all of us up? I'm going to back all of us up on something. I want to remind you of something, because I was waiting on this. Against the Cleveland Browns at home, KJ, the Seahawks rushed a total of 13 times. 11 times in the first half and two times in the second half. Something is up. Two times they rushed the football in the second half against the Cleveland Browns. And then today you have a total of 14 rushes. I don't remember this team being this way. So I know a lot of people, a lot of you, and I know y'all waiting for the Geno stuff. And I know a lot of people are mad at Geno. I get it. But I don't remember a quarterback not having the support of the run game mm-hmm. since Pete's been here. And so, Coach Carroll, I'm sure, is highly aware of this. <clears throat> this, is, this is a one-on-one meeting. Hey, let's meet here at 6 o'clock in the morning. Just us two. And this is where y'all got to watch the tape together. And it, it, this needs to get addressed. Like, 29 rushing yards, two in the second half. This, this, is, this is far from our philosophy as a football team. And we want to put it all on Geno, who has to play better 
We'll get the Gina. Yeah. We'll get the Gina. But um, it starts up front. It starts with the offensive line. You got a young offensive line. Evan Brown was out there. I saw Forsythe was out there. Then Peters came in. These guys are shuffling left and right. And so um, you want to control the trenches. It's all about controlling the trenches, especially playing a football team like that. If you think you just go be pretty and cute, no, nah, they go make you make it ugly on this football field. You have taught me <clears throat> that the NFL is a copycat league. And today I saw with the amateur eye, with the amateur eye, the Seahawks offensive line cannot pick up them blitzes today. Listen, listen. I rarely see this as, as from when I view it. I truly feel like when I was watching this football game and looking at their Ravens defense, they had like 13 guys out there on the football field. I felt like it was like 13 guys. I'm just watching. I'm not even in the game. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking like, damn, where are they about to blitz from? Like, damn, where is Geno really about to throw the football on this play? I rarely see that. But um, them guys was lights out. They was blitzing. We couldn't pick up anything. There was a play Patrick Queen just timed it up perfectly before Geno could even catch the ball. Mm -hmm. This motherfucker, this motherfucker's in like a 4-3 right in Geno's face. And so that starts with the center getting guys protected or getting the offensive line on the same page. Hey, we're going Reggie, Reggie. We're going Lulu. Geno Smith got to see that pre-snap. They was just blitzing left and right. And I remind you, this is the number one defense in the NFL. And so they came ready to play. They held us to three yards. And um, it was ugly. And, was and, really and ugly. by the way, as we're continuing this conversation, I want all of you all to know, in my heart, Cajun and I have talked about, I think the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in football. I'm not, I, and I'm not just saying, I said You've this before. I think they are the best team in football. So, no, it doesn't feel good for them to take the L, but I just want to just, all things considered, this is a really, really good football team on all three phases. Special team, because uh, mm -hmm. Justin Tucker is the Steph Curry of field goals. You know what easy, I mean? Easy. Defense, they're, they're damn good. And offense, they're damn good. Now, Let's continue. Whose fault is it? Geno Smith, excuse me, DK Metcalf gets one catch for 50 yards that probably had us all off our feet. Mm -hmm. Geno, excuse me, DK Metcalf never gets another football. He has one catch, one catch. Whose fault is that? It's hard to say whose fault it is, G. You can't say it's somebody's fault. Are we, got, gonna, are, are we gonna go this whole podcast with it being nobody's fault? I just want to make sure. It's it's eleven people. It's a play caller. It's it's a team. To point the finger at one person is you can't do that. You can't point the finger at one person. You cannot point the finger at one person. Okay, well, then help us understand, KJ. Maybe he was getting his ass blanketed. Maybe Marlon Humphreys was traveling. He was locked up the whole game. You don't know until you really go back and watch the film. Like maybe he was getting strapped out there. And DK was looking like, I can't throw the number 44 side. Marlon Humphrey is the least targeted corner in the NFL for a reason. For a reason. And he was traveling everywhere DK went. I'm just it's saying. So, it's so different to me to understand how a DK Metcalf gets one pass for 50 yards and never gets another catch. Jackson Smith and Jigba had six catches. You know what I mean? And sometimes there's been time, by the way, which, by the way, uh, throw Jackson the ball even more. Give, give, do that to him. But I, this whole D, DK thing, I was driving here on the way, and I'm like, wow, 
He really oh. had one catch for 50, and that's it. Yeah. How many catches Cooper Cup have? He had like four, two, four. It was one of them days. The deep, deep. Geno couldn't even get the ball and like go through his progressions. He was in, maybe he got in the strap. So you got to watch, go watch the tape. But um, one catch, clearly not DK standard. Clearly not DK standard. But um, Shane Waldron, yeah, he, I don't know. He's trying to do a lot, trying to get the ball here, trying to get there, trying to run the ball, but we're not doing anything good. Okay. So let's go through it. We got 29 yards rushing out of the offense. We got Geno Smith out there who um, this game wasn't that great when it comes to everything. So I'm going to ask this simple question. It has nothing to do with anybody's fault. And if you guys are watching, I'm going to ask you as well. Have we seen the best of Geno Smith? Yes. Are you talking about can he take it to a new level? Have we seen the best of Geno Smith? We've, we've seen... We've already seen the best. Yeah, we've, we've seen it. We won't see better than this. Chill, chill. I'm not... I'm not no, chill. I, I, I didn't, seen, I didn't blame seen, anybody. I didn't say whose fault it was. I'm just asking... We've seen really good Geno Smith. I'm, I don't know anything about football, y'all. So if anybody's watching and they're like, this damn G don't know anything, I'm only asking questions to the expert. This is the expert. I'm asking questions. We've seen really, really good Geno Smith. What we saw from the Detroit Lions... Is good Jano Smith. Have we seen anything remotely, remotely close to that? Hell no. We've seen, what, eight? Eight turnovers. Eight interceptions, eight turnovers. In four games. In four games. That's scary. That's losing football. That's not what got him paid. That is what got these fans losing their minds. That's what got Coach Carroll at the press conference saying, yeah, this is alarming from my quarterback, from a guy that we consistently pre preach, it's all about the football, and he's doing the total opposite. And the biggest thing that's alarming to me is we're talking like on a consistent basis. We're talking Giants, Browns, Cardinals, Ravens. This is happening way too much. And um, is it a confidence thing at this point? He's healthy, he looks healthy, he has the weapons, He's, he has the chemistry with him. We've seen him do it last year. And so is it a confidence thing at this point? I surely hope not. Because once your confidence is shot, once you feel like the weight of the world is on you, once you feel like people are not supporting you, that weighs heavy. Does it? Hell yeah, it weighs heavy. And so I see everybody screaming for his job. I, scream, I see everybody screaming, bench him. That's not happening. Trust me, it's not happening anytime soon with Geno Smith. We're in, we in week nine, going in week 10. We're five and three. He's not getting benched, guys. Drew Locke is not coming in to save this football team anytime soon. And so Coach Carroll, he's going to ride with him. He's going to support him. He's going to love him up. He's going to coach him. But this benching stuff we're talking about, it's not happening in week 10, week 11. Right. Now, I will say this. When that fourth quarter came, I was waiting for it. I was looking at coach. I was like, all right, is he coming in? To just be like, today's a wash. Drew, come in. Let's see what you can do. But um, he didn't do that today. He let Juno play the whole game. Okay. 
First of all, thank you for being calm, KJ, because I think it was needed. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it was needed. Yeah. And let's let's all just sit back for a second and let's talk about a couple of things because I know people are asking for Drew Locke and you're asking for Gino to be benched. He's not going to be benched, everybody. Okay. This needs to be fixed because even though I believe the Ravens are a really good team, mm-hmm. I don't think that the Seahawks can come anywhere close to sniffing a Super Bowl if they don't get this run game together and this offensive line being able to pick up these blitzes. Because you know Mm -hmm. what we saw. Mm -hmm. You taught me, copycat league. Mm -hmm. We're going to see exactly what the Ravens did against this offense. We're going to be seeing that soon. Mm -hmm. And and Geno with some of these turnovers. These things, they got to be fixed. Now... I was on my way over here and I was thinking, I know I need to be cool. I need to be, you know, I need to make sure I'm cool. But you know what? Being cool, that that, that don't work. Like this whole being cool, people's jobs on the line. No, I'll tell you what don't work. What? Hitting the panic button don't work. Hitting the panic button does not work. Getting mad trying to just blow up the whole shebang, that shit don't work. Saying, oh, let's just scrap, cut, delete. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Emotions do not work. Fair. Logic works. Fair. Okay. Logic works. Okay. Well, then let me give you some logic. Give it to me. The Seahawks rushed for 29 yards today. That's uncharacteristic. I don't remember seeing that. Agreed. The Seahawks rushed the ball 13 times against the Browns. Right now, the run game is not good. Agreed. Geno Smith has turned the ball over eight times in four games. Everything started from the time he tweaked his ankle when he got ran out of bounds and mm-hmm. he got tackled the Giants game. Drew Locke comes in for a second. Then they come back out and, and, and Geno comes back. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Geno that we are seeing today is not the same Geno we saw last year and it's not the same Geno that we saw before the Giants game. And all I'm saying is, you're right, KJ. I'll admit, you're the you're the you're the logical one. I'm the emotional <laughs> one. I need to get out of my feelings. But if we're going to be talking about logic, I'm going to. That's and, logic. What you just okay. said. And also this: these Seahawks with this schedule that's coming up, with 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 home against the Commanders, okay? And then well, you're going to go. Then you go against you go against the Rams. Right? You got the Rams, and then you come home against Thanksgiving mm-hmm. against the Niners. And then you go down for Thursday night to the Dallas Cowboys. And you come home for the Eagles. I'm going to just say it right now. You continue playing this way, all of us going to be on our feelings eating damn ice cream in damn January. Now, it, logic. <laughs> so, that was very logical. Thank you. And um, back to Gino. The the um the the leash, I'm trying to make a dog, but it's it's things are starting to tighten up. It's tightening, it's tightening, it's tightening, tightening up with Gino. And um, if you keep continue to turn this ball over, Coach Carroll, you talking about a pet peeve? A pet peeve? That's his pet peeve. You just continue to give the defense the ball week after week after week. Um, that's not winning football. That's not winning football. And um but but then if you're Geno, like you still gotta let it go. You still gotta let it rip. But the the turnover to Tyler is like a what was that? It was just like a 
I'm looking in the air. I'm like, who's supposed to catch that besides the defender? We've been seeing a lot of that, though, KJ, since the Giants. We, like, these turnovers that Geno has been throwing, these interceptions, it's kind of like, what was, what was that? What was that? What was that? And, and one thing that you have taught us, look, everybody, Geno Smith is a quarterback the rest of the season, mm -hmm. okay? Stop it. Stop it with the bench him. It's not going to happen. I'm not saying that that should happen. I don't think Geno should be benched, okay? Geno is the quarterback. He's a starting quarterback for the Seahawks. But one something's got to get better. And the most concerning thing that's concerning me, and we can't not put all this on Geno, something's up with the run game. It's the, it's, something's it's, up with it's, that run it's, game. It's our identity as, a, as an offense. Defense, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally confident with our defense. I love our I identity. Too. I love what we bring to the table game in and game out. Today was a letdown. With it being said, I'm looking at our identity on offense. It's been an identity crisis in the red zone. It's been an identity crisis on third down. It's been an identity crisis getting this one-two punch going. Damn, I was excited for this. Charbonnet has yet to be unleashed. I think they did unleash Hey, KJ, what, what happened to 13 personnel? What happened to the tight ends? Identity crisis. Identity crisis. Mm. What did, did we see it today? No, I don't. I don't see what's going on. Did y'all see Noah Fant out there, Harley? Did Noah Fant play today? He was out there. I, I don't know, man. Something. <laughs> so I, I will say this: when you guys get ready to go talk at the water cooler tomorrow, coffee at work, talk to your friends. After even talking to you, KJ, all of this ain't on Gina. Yes. Oh, yeah, look, hey, this. This is a football team, football game, like KJ teaches us, mm -hmm. right? Um, this all ain't on Geno. Yeah. You got to give him some support. So, with that being said, it was ugly. It was not fun to watch. I turned the game off with like five minutes left. I said, like, get this mess off my TV. We got the Commanders. A team that... They're good. They're good. They can win ball games. They're good. And so, um, it got to get fixed. But let's get to the chat. I see y'all are going crazy right now. All right, what y'all um, got? What y'all got? No, ex I'd rather be flying. Just hit us up and said, no excuses. Got our ass whooped today. Looking forward. Geno Smith equals Alex Smith. <laughs> Not great, but still good. And a great mentor for a younger QB to learn under. Thoughts? So when I hear that comparison... I hear that Gino is what we call, what I like to call a game manager. Like there's only so much he's going to give you on the football field. Just don't mess it up. Trust your defense, run the football. Um, at this point right now, we need, to tap, we need to tap in more to that. Like just don't, you don't need, don't try to go out there and be elite. Don't try to go out there and bomb for 300, 400 yards. We don't need that from you right now. We don't need that right now. You need to have the surrounding guys around you playing at a high level. So that's what we're seeing from Geno Smith. Jason K says, KJ, what would you say to the guys in the locker room after the game? They've got embarrassed on national TV and the schedule won't get any easier. Jason K, that's a great question for KJ. <laughs> well it. done, Jason. You put me on the spot with that, well Jason. Well done, Jason. Gentlemen, hey, bring it in. Bring it in tight. We simply got our ass kicked today. We got our ass kicked today, and we're going to watch this film. 
This isn't one of those games where we just scrap and don't watch the film. I've been a part of those games. Like, we didn't watch the film. To hell with that. We're going to watch this. We're going to watch this. And I remember some games you got to watch every play as a defense, as an offense. Coach Carroll, I think he's going to be in that offensive team meeting today. And um, just understand, like, the Tell the Truth Monday is really when it gets really real. Not the game, not right after the game, but the Tell the Truth Monday. Yeah. You got to address the the lack of being physical. You got to address the turnovers. And you got to address the lack of a run game. Wasn't physical enough on defense. Just getting ran through by Gus Edwards. Um, losing your gaps. I saw one defensive lineman. This mother got buried in the ground. You'll say his name. But they filmed on lie. He got buried into the ground. So you got to address those three things on Tell the Truth Monday. But right after the game, you just be like, this is a badass game. We got to ass kick. Get on the plane. Can I ask you a scale of 1 to 10 question? Go ahead. Scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you with this offense? 10 being the most concerned? Yeah. 7. It's honest. 7. Because yeah, there's nothing worse than you don't know your identity. The talent is there, but we're not utilizing the guys right. Yeah. My man, Jason K. No, they already did that. Oh, Jason K, that was oh, good. Oh, that yes. That was good, yes, Jason. Yes. Fred. Feed me oh, more feed. I can't Seahawks. Read. What's up with, with Waldron's play calling? It's kind of off. Yeah. Identity. Um, yeah, we got to find something we're going to hang our hat on. 13 personnel has really been the highlight of this football team. It's really been the highlight. But you got DK, you got Tyler, you got Jackson. It's like, do we, is there such thing as having too much talent on offense? There's no such thing as that. Is no. No. Hey, get Jarrett Moore. Jarrett Moore, highlight that one. D Jarrett, you, Jarrett Moore says, KJ, did it seem like the Ravens D knew exactly everything that the offense was doing, was going to run today. I promise you, Jared, I was at home and I said, man, it feels like they know everything right now. So they, they're doing what, um, stealing plays? They stealing signals? No, I'm not saying. They stealing signals? <laughs> no, what you saying? I'm not saying. That's that. how you be asking my kind of questions. <laughs> they be stealing signals? Um, Logical, KJ, not emotional. No, them dudes was two steps ahead of us today. They were two steps ahead of us. When I saw that blitz by Patrick Queen, and he just timed it up, you know what we used to do? We used to listen to the TV copy. So in film, guys, when I watch film, it's silent. You don't hear anything. But sometimes, as a defense, you can listen to the TV copy, so you hear, like, code words. You hear cadence. You hear when they would like to go on hard count. So it, look, it list, is looking like they listen to a lot of our TV copies to see what are our checks, what is this? What is the quarterback saying? Wow, I never knew. Hold on, I just learned something. I never knew that. Y'all sometimes watch TV copy so you could hear cadence and rhythm and. So the quarterback comes to the line. Hey, let's go, um, Lucky Lucy. Let's go, Roger this, and you will see what they do. Like when you hear this call, this is what they're doing. But for the most part, as defense, we just watch film silently. We don't hear anything. But it's looking like what the Ravens doing, they listening to the TV copy and really seeing like what the Seahawks are saying to really get two, three steps ahead of us. That's what it's looking like. Oh, hold on. Did I see uh, up there? Did I see Kanan Smith? Kanan Smith. Hold on. You answering this question. Kanan. Uh-oh. Kanan Smith says, on paper, this team is really, really, really good. What's holding them back and why? That's a KJ question. That's your question. 
What's holding them back, G? What hold them back? Who's holding him? Who's holding us back? Can we get back? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Run game. Ever since Pete Carroll has gotten here, a lot of times we fans, including myself, have gone off and been mad at Pete for always running to run wanting to run the ball. Let Russ cook. Let this cook. Oh, it's all about running the ball in defense and running the ball in defense. You know what, Pete? I was wrong. I now you got me used to wanting to see the run game because I learned something about the run game. The run game keeps time of possession for the Seahawks, and the run game keeps the other team on the field long. Mm -hmm. When you don't have the run game, guess who's on the field all the time? Exactly. It is the Seahawks. So that is how, Kanan Smith, mm -hmm. the Seahawks going to get back. They got to get the run game. Y'all blaming Geno. I get it. I get it. But make sure when people call you and talk about Geno, make sure you add in that the Seahawks had 29 yards rushing. That is a no-no. Yeah. Eugene, KJ, if you're Pete Carroll tomorrow, in what fashion will you burn this game tape? I'm not burning this tape. We about to, we about to watch this. We're going to learn from it. We're going to grow from it. In particular, let's go on defense. I said this last week. I said there were too many times when I watched when we played the Cardinals, I saw Dobbins walk into the end zone on our defense. I saw him walk into the end zone on our defense. Dude, like, we're good, but there's a lot more stuff we can get better at. I saw us not have gap integrity. Me, Gus Edwards. Oh, you talking about J.K. back I, in I'm talking about, No, I'm talking about uh, Dobbs. Last oh, week, Dobbs, the quarterback. Dobbs, yeah, Dobbs, I saw him Dobbs, walk okay. in. Okay. This week, I saw them walk into the end zone on us. I saw us not holding our, our, our gaps in the run game. They were in the same zone play. Zone left. Zone right. The play where Jamal was coming deep and um, he just started here and he just simply ran to the left. Mm -hmm. uh, Draymond Jones, hold your gap. And if you're the safety, run the alley. Like there's a lot we can learn from with this defense. And on offense, I'm spending a lot of time with my play caller, a lot of time with my quarterbacks. We all, we all sitting down together, us three. What the hell are we doing? And how are we going to get this thing fixed? And so that's what we got to do. Adam Can. What's up, Adam? It seems like we quit on the run game if it's not immediately successful. As a captain, what are you saying to the offense in the huddle mid-game? Mm -hmm. You ain't saying nothing to the offense, are you? I ain't saying nothing to the offense. But if I am on offense, I don't know how they operate. Because I know on defense, we have a relationship with the coordinator. Hey, coach, we need to blitz right here. Hey, coach, this person not doing their job. Let's, let's jiggy-rid this up a little bit. On offense, I don't know if they're going to the coordinator saying, hey, man, let's run the ball. A Doug Baldwin would do that. <laughs> a Doug Baldwin would. <laughs> on this football team, I don't know if there's that voice. Mm. I don't know if there's that, that, um, that confidence from a player to go up to the play caller and be like, hey, man, let's do this. Right. I don't know if they have that type of relationship. But on defense, I always had that relationship with my coordinators. We got to do this because that's what they're doing. Because they can only see so much. Mm -hmm. But when you're in the game, you see it all. All right, let's see what Josiah. What's up, Josiah? Josiah been here since early. Shane is to blame. Uh, you're trying to be clever with that. If we aren't running the ball or even trying to run it, that makes play action irrelevant. To put the game all on Geno's hands isn't smart. Geno is not him. Got to help Geno and the defense. Unleash K-9 and Charbonnet. Okay, you said you said a mouthful there. You said, hey, well, first you of said all, Josiah, you said a lot. 
So let's break that down. Okay, Shane is to Shane, blame. So the OC is to blame. Okay, everything starts at the top. So, so yes. Yes, we talk. We talking about our identity. We we don't. It's lacking. Yep. We, there, there's nothing we are hanging our hat on right now. Yep. Um, if we aren't running the ball or even trying to run it, that makes play action irrelevant. One hundred percent. If I'm on defense, you're not running the ball. We just first of all up front, we're rushing the passer, and on the back end, we straight dropping back, reading all your plays. Mm-hmm. We're jumping everything left and right, left and right. I get the time of my blitzes. If you don't have a run game, and um. You hit this one to put so, it all in. So Gino's put it all in Geno's hands isn't smart. And, and and Josiah, look, I think you're kind of saying what I've been saying, and we've all been saying. We are so used to the Seahawks with a good run game. The magic happens when they run the football. So yes, they are definitely going to need to get better running the ball and unleash K9 and Charbonnet. They're going to have to unleash something. So I know when they come back to Lumen Field and they play against the Commanders to beat this Commanders team, and oh, by the way, they need to win that game, they're going to have to rush for at least 100-plus yards running the football. We got to get back to that. When the last time we rushed for 100 yards? Mm. We're too damn long. We're going to have to have uh, our producer look that one up while we're talking. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Appreciate that. Daniel, do you think Geno's problem is more in his head than a physical thing? I'm going to answer this question first. I said this. Yes. Yes. He has all the physical tools. You saw the ball that he delivered to, to DK Metcalf. Perfect ball. A beautiful ball. The, the, the ball he got to Tyler. Spot on. Toe drag swag. It was beautiful. But as the game continued to go along, I'm like, man, just stay ahead of the chains. Just be more uh, mobile in the pocket. When he, does, when he stays stationary in the pocket, that's not a good Geno Smith. When he gets to moving, when he continues to have his eyes downfield, that's the Geno Smith that, is, that I love. That's a really good Geno Smith. And also, do you believe that negative Seahawks fans are negatively affecting his mental? No, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, stop right there. Take a sip of water. The question Daniel just asked, this is important because I want this answered honestly. Also, do you believe that negative Let's not just say CR fans, just negative, negativity, online, whatever, is affecting his mental. Go look at the last post on Instagram that the Seattle Seahawks made. They are just trashing Geno Smith. They are calling him sorry. They're saying he sucks. They're saying bench him. Now, as players, we're human. We, we, and we see this stuff. We see it as players. And so it's the same thing. You talk to a flower. If you talk to a flower with love, with positivity, that flower is going to bloom and blossom. If you talk to that flower like dog shit, that flower is going to die with the quickness. And that's the God honest truth. So the love, the respect, the appreciation, it goes a long way. If you want to bash them, by all means, you have every right. I get it. You're mad. You're upset. But understand, like, y'all are a part of this thing as well. We're in this thing together. And so um, we see it as, as athletes. We see every single thing. And if a player say he don't see it, they lying to you. That's deep, KJ. Huh? No, no. That flower thing you just said, for some of us that be messing flowers up and be wondering why it don't happen, then you see somebody else that got the green thumb, and you be looking at your thumbs, it ain't the damn thumbs. You don't be talking <laughs> to your flowers. Sometimes you got to talk nice to your flowers. Sometimes you got to talk nice to your wife. You know what I mean? Hey, babe. Well, all, hey, babe. All, the, all the time. Hey, babe, you look real good. You look good today. <laughs> man, you look beautiful. You know what I'm saying? I mean, man, how was your day? Your day was good. It was good, good. I'm glad it was good. Anyway, all right, sorry. 
So, a, a sup says, or sup or soup. Good question, by the way, earlier. The tape on how to beat Seattle started halfway through last year. Uh -oh, uh -oh. If you rush this O-line and pressure Geno, the offense struggled. Simple as that, in my opinion. Well, I'll take this one. You're gonna pin if you can pin your ears back because you're not worried about the run, defensively it's kind of easy. You become one-dimensional. Again, let me just say it again. 29 yards rushing. The Ravens defense was like, you know what? You ain't running it. Let's pin our ears back and let's get busy. Abraham Lucas, that's his name. Abe Lucas. Yeah. Still gone. We brought in Big Boy, the OG. Jason Peters. Peters. 41 years old? 41. 41. Cool. Yeah. Um, Evan Brown brought him in who's been solid this year. Damian Lewis, Phil Haynes, been banged up all year long. Dude's been banged up. So are they healthy? I'm going to put my last dollar on and say no. They're not healthy. And um, Charles Cross, I haven't heard his name, which is good. Yeah, Charles, Charles yeah. Cross been solid. He been cool. He been good. And so um, when you got a young, inexperienced, banged up offensive line, it's hard. It's really hard. And we and the five guys haven't played together much this season. The, the starting five has not played much together this football season. So imagine me not playing next to Bobby all the time. I got a new middle linebacker beside me. That ain't fun. I don't, I don't like that. I need my guy next to me. It's a connection thing. It's a chemistry thing. And these guys, they just getting to know each other, but they're trying to stop the number one defense in the NFL. Not easy. All right, who we got? Primo. Our offense was trying to look. Trying to quit out there? We're trying to look, look, look trying to trying to look to quit out there. Quit is a strong word. That's a strong word. Quit. We can't, we look, we can't do that. <laughs> First of all, let me just say this. And, and this goes back to even youth football. Quitting or not playing hard out there to get you hurt. You yep. know what I mean? So you out there, you playing hard. And we saw Coach Hurt, he came on last week and I said, What's one thing you gotta see from your guys? He said effort. So effort is a premium with this franchise. Effort is a premium with this football team. Um, they dig in their feelings, but quit. <sighs> yeah. Tariq 23. I can't. I'm, Tariq, my vision is terrible. Tariq 23 <laughs> boss. Tariq 23 boss says, a lot of passes by Gino were batted at the line of scrimmage. Is this Gino's fault or is it O-line's fault? Or what should be done to prevent this going forward? Great question, Tariq. I got nothing for you. This is a professional question. So, getting the ball batted at the line of scrimmage is nobody's on offense fault. Let's give the defense some credit now. Let's give defense some credit. It's called timing. You remember when J.J. Watt won Defensive Player of the Year? Man had like 25 batted balls at the line of scrimmage. It's a timing thing. So, on defense, we rush, rush, rush. But you're looking at the same time at the quarterback. And once he starts to pull his hands off the football, they are trained to get their paw up. They're trained to get their paw up in the window. And so with if it's quick game, understand like it's right over in the middle of the field. And so the chances are higher to get their ball batted. But if we're launching that football downfield, you, can, you obviously can't bat a ball when you're throwing it 40, 50 yards down the football field. But the stuff intermediate, the defensive linemen are trained. Get your hands up. It's a 50-50 chance you make it happen. Before we get to this question, y'all didn't think I was going to go this entire podcast without mentioning it. Don't think I didn't see it. Don't think you didn't see it. And I bet you KJ saw it. He just don't want to talk about it. 
KJ, help us understand something. On the sideline, I saw with my good eye, Witherspoon and Jamal Adams saying stuff back and forth. Mm -hmm. Now, KJ, what <laughs> happens on the sideline when it gets like that? Well, first and foremost, um, I don't know Devin Witherspoon, but I think that their personalities are similar. I think their personalities are very similar. Um, energetic, animated, um, always on the go. And so I loved what I saw from Witherspoon and, and Jamal Adams. I loved that. I loved it. It wasn't like we're mad and we pissed off and we hate each other. It's like, man, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. But at the end of the day, them two dudes go dap each other up and it's going to be all love. So I, what I saw from them two dudes on the sideline, that's showing that I care. That's showing like I'm pissed off right now. Like I'm getting embarrassed in front of national TV. And so um, that's, that's far from something to be alarmed about, alerted about. That was good from that defense. Did you used to get pissed off like that on the sideline? Who, who used to be hot like that on the sideline? Like hit that fire on defense. Who used to get like that? Like that? Because Witherspoon, he got that fire now. Man, it was one game. We was playing the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau, Sunday night football, and they were destroying us. They were destroying us. Um, Cam, you know I love my Cam stories. He just, it was a Cam like, I'm, I'm, I'm in y'all ass right now. Like this is unacceptable. We getting embarrassed. We're not doing our job. He, he called, he was calling dudes. Calling you, you, you. And you just sat back there and you took it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the one playing like dog shit that game too. I was like, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. But um, that, that was a moment that really stuck out to me. And when I tried to do it too, I just, it ain't the same when, when I do it. When, when, when the enforcer do it, that's on another level. Okay, what we got here, producer? What we got, Bunny? Okay. Uh, Cor was that uh, Corso D de Gutierrez? Okay, Corso de Gutierrez. Offense doing the defense dirty. They can only hold on for so long. Also, can you teach Reek how to rap tackle? Seems like he just shoves and not stop. I saw that, and so this gonna for sure get addressed too. Wrap up, grab the guy. You 180 pounds. You not about to put in your forearm and knock a 230 pound running back over. Mm. It's not it's not working like that. And so grab them, get down and dirty, and bring them down to the ground. So are they doing us dirty? Are they doing the defense dirty? It's not complimentary football. You like to compliment one another. Defense get turnovers, get the offensive ball back. Offense sustain long drives. Defense, you get your rest, you get to look at your, your surface, go over the plays, get a new game plan before you take the field going forward. When I played with Marshawn Lynch, we had time. We had time to get things figured out when we got to the sideline because they controlled the ball game. They controlled the run game. And so everything's connected, y'all. It's, it's easy to point the finger at one person, but understand that everything is connected on the football field. I hope that's what y'all get out of this, this uh, live stream tonight. I hope you guys go away with, it's not all Geno's fault. Sure, Geno needs to play better, absolutely. No question. But there's other things on offense that need to get better. Let's go to Caleb Goodman. I see. Hold up. Okay, Caleb Goodman asking a deep question. 
Okay, well, before we get to Caleb, okay. let's knock out Moonquake. <laughs> okay. Moonquake, what is up with the lazy tackling? Whose fault is this? Matter of fact, whose fault is it on the lazy tackling? I think that's the players. It goes back to effort, right? That, that's that's got to be on them. I don't, ain't nobody in practice. They all know how to tackle. They, Everybody on the field knows how to tackle. It's all about want to. It's all about effort. It ain't because I played. It's because I listen to KJ all the time, and I just heard Clint <laughs> Hurt talking about effort, and KJ's always talking about effort. It ain't rocket science. It takes effort. And they practice it each and every week. They practice it on Wednesday. They practice it on Thursday. We got a drill that's called individual drill. Every defensive player practices tackling. They go over They emphasize it. And it's really like a want to when you get on the football field. It's a want to. And um, they got to get addressed. Can't happen again. Okay. Um, Caleb Goodman. Hey, KJ, what are your thoughts on CTE? Are you worried about having it later in life? What are my thoughts on CTE? CTE is very real. Uh, we're talking brain trauma. Like, we make contact. Look at offensive line and defense line. They make contact with their brains every play. A brain is meant to be protected. It's meant to think, not to collide with one another. And am I personally worried about having it later in my life? I'm not. Um, I had two concussions. I had two concussions. But for the most part, I was straight shoulder tackling, using my arms. So I think for the most part, my head is pretty good. It's pretty intact. If I start slurring my words or... Getting a little funny, y'all let me know. But um, I guess I actually got my brain checked not too long ago. I will, I will say this, Caleb. I used to be that whole CT stuff, uh, whatever about that. Um, I won't say this person's name. A former player that I know uh, told me the story. He uh, got in his car and was driving and realized he was driving mm -hmm. and didn't know where he was going. Like that, yeah. Um, it's real. It's, we, we've it, seen it, it's real. depression, all the bad stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's real. Okay, Jonathan Smith. Y'all got a lot of questions tonight. Keep them rolling. I Keep feel them like, rolling. I feel like the defense broke. Before the offense could grind their defense down, the score got out of hand, and so we couldn't run or grind them down with the run. They got outplayed so hard. Sad. Sad is the perfect adjective to describe today. It was sad, sad, sad. And you're just looking at the TV like there's nothing we can do. There's no play call we can make. There's no pass we can complete. There's no run we could stop. And it was just happening on a consistent basis after consistent basis. And so the biggest question is just was it one of those games? Was it just one of them days? We haven't seen it like this since kind of like the Rams game. And so, understand this, we're playing new tiers. Like, we're playing some good-ass football teams. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of just a bad weekend. You know what I'm talking about? You got off work on Friday, you went to happy hour, and you met your people. You had a little bit too much to drink. Then you got home late. Then your, then your wife mad at you. Then y'all arguing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then you sleep on the couch. And then y'all ain't talking on Saturday, so you go to your boy house and y'all watching college football. And then y'all decide y'all been drinking and then y'all decide to go out to the club. And then you go to the club, you do all this stuff, and then now your wife blowing you up, y'all ain't talking, you mad. And then it's Sunday and you just say the hell with it. And then by the time Monday come, you don't feel like going to work and you think about calling in sick. I'm going off like this because this is just a sucky weekend. Last question before we get up out of here. <laughs> Uh, last question. We got my man, Ash K. Let's get a couple more. Couple Lu more? Okay. Lucas is the anchor of the O-line. We missing him. Adam, 
Can says that. Come back, Lucas. We miss you, Lucas. Ash K N says, where do we begin to fix for next week versus the commanders? I still think Geno still starts. Do you think the quarterback spot will be up for grabs this week? No. But go ahead. It's not up for grabs. Um, if we saw what we saw this game and the score is that big, I fully expect Coach Carroll to make something happen if it's in the fourth quarter. Like, hey, Drew, go in there, finish out the game. Mm. If it's like that big deficit like it is. Yeah. But um, no, he's not getting benched. He's not getting benched. Slow B1, what's up? Shout out to you. Danny McCormick, did defense fall apart by playing 85% of the game? Damn, it was 85% of the game? Mm, wasn't that much, but... <laughs> they played a lot. They played, they played a lot, Danny. Um, they, they were, worn, lie. They were, they were worn, worn out. They were worn out. They were worn out. They were worn out. Let's see. What else? Come on more. We, we at least take it at least to 60, right, KJ? 60 what? 60 minutes. We got like eight minutes, seven, seven and a half minutes left. You going to go a full hour? I mean, yeah. We giving y'all a full hour because look. <laughs> and, 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 and by the way. Well, ask your question. Ooh, me ask questions? No, I was talking about them. Oh, yeah. Keep asking your questions. Brian, you said pretty damn close. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I hope when we go away from this, I hope that you guys all come away with, sure, if you want to be mad and, and disappointed with the way Geno Smith has been playing, sure. I think we all are. I think that eight turnovers in four games, that we know what that can't do. However, please go away. And KJ does a good job at making sure we're not emotional. We approach this with logic. Let's have real legit conversations about Geno. It all it ain't all on him. Mm -hmm. It's the run game ain't good right now. The offensive line. I mean, I'm not I'm not making excuses, but it is what it is now. Now Geno's got to get better. The run game's got to be better. This offense needs an identity. All types of things. Everybody is on notice. Karen Dick Karen Nixon. Let's answer Karen. Karen Nixon said, "No, it wasn't just one of those days." If Geno is unable to accomplish positive yardage, why not play Drew? What does he have to lose? So let's look at this thing from a holistic standpoint. Okay. Yeah, good, good question, Karen. Phenomenal question. What's our record? Five and three. What's our record? Five and three. Um, how much is Geno getting paid? 27 million? Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. If you don't hear this nowhere else, you heard it on KJ all day. Money talks. Money talks. And I'm not going to have that much money on the bench. If, he, if we have a chance, if he can get it going, I'm putting them out there. I'm putting them out there. That's just how this business works, guys. That's how this business works. If this guy is someone that I invested in, this is someone that I said is my starting quarterback going for the duration of the season, I am going to be on – it's going to be hell-bent until I, until I make a move. We're, we're just number one in the NFC West this week. We're number three in the NFC. Y'all kidding, KJ? What's number three in the NFC? It was the Eagles, it was the Lions, and it was the Seahawks. This was this morning. We was all happy last week when we beat the night when we was the number one in the NFC West with the Niners. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Hey. This was just this morning. It was in prime position to be really a really good football team. We would have played the number seven seed if we played in the playoffs today. 
Come on. Okay. Come on. I'm a I'ma be the same one and I'm gonna let KJ get a take another sip of water. I'm gonna let KJ get emotional. But KJ, next week, commander's game, and you and I sit here and we sit down for reactions. I'll tell you right now. If 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 things ain't better next week, is it time to is it time to panic? If it's not better next week against the commanders at home. And by the way, it's a home game. They don't have that many home games left. It's, it's, they have four home games left. Understand this. Let's calm down. There is no time to panic in football. Let's get this. There's no time to panic in football. Is there time to make decisions and make moves? Yes. Is there time to make moves? Yes. Um. So it's like it's going to be right in the heart and soul of the football season. We can either go this way, we can go that way. Which direction are we going to go in? And if you decide to make that move, if you decide to make that move, I'm not going to say like jobs are on the line, but if you do decide to make that move, jobs are on the line. Yes. So, we'll see. We'll see. Can, can, can I, I have a question. Um. We fans, we don't we don't know when a guy is is still good or if he's getting better or nothing. So we I'm asking, is it hard to see when players are starting to digress? Is it oh. hard to see that? Or is it easy for you guys? It maybe us fans, but for you guys, is it easy to see? <laughs> it's you can tell. You can tell? And, and the GMs know as well. The scouts know. They see they they're like two steps ahead. They can see like they see everything before we see it, dude. That's their job to see it. It's their job to see it. They can see like there's no light at the end of the tunnel, or the light is is dwindling down, and so that's why I give John Snyder a lot of credit. He he didn't hit on a lot of dudes like, thank you, you gotta go. Thank you, you gotta go. When you look at their careers when they left the Seahawks, you know it it, it turned out how it turned out. I'm sorry for yelling. I wasn't yelling at you, by the way. Who asked that question? Karen. I wasn't yelling Karen, at you. Karen wasn't yell at you. <laughs> it wasn't you. By the way, Karen. I was just yelling at That was a the great situation. question, Karen. Because your question is something a <laughs> lot of us are thinking. So, but it wasn't yelling at you. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you, but this, look, this KJ all day. It's one of us yelling. It's it's like being in a you know in a barbershop somewhere, or being at the family get together. You know, right. just be yelling. Before we get out of here, we got fifty eight minutes. Um, please, guys, like, subscribe. We'll take it. We'll take this thing to sixty seconds. Like, 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 like. Uh, Sloby, Sloby Wan, Sloby Wan. I blame Shane Waldron's offensive scheme more than Gino, but Gino still needs to be held accountable. Sloby, you right. Uh, feed me more Seahawks. I feel the run defense hasn't been the same without Nuoso. Oh. Can it be fixed, or is this our our run defense for the rest of the season without him? I said this today on one of the touchdowns that the Ravens walked in. I said I miss Chenna right now. I saw one of our um, guys like four yards on behind, you know, going backwards. So I definitely miss Chenna. I for sure miss Chenna, and um. Frank, he's out there. Daryl Taylor's out there. 
Mafe. But Mafe, yeah, Mafe doing this thing. Mafe doing this thing. Josiah, you still hanging out with us? Josiah says, it seems as if when I hear our tight ends' names called a lot during the game for catches and key blocks, we win all those games. I'm with you, KJ. Bring that heavy 13 personnel every game. Love y'all. Love you back, Josiah. Yep, that helps the run game, helps the play action game. It mm. helps, and you get the ball downfield. Noah says, do you think we should try Draymond at the five tech technique or try him off the edge? He doesn't seem like a three tech. So, when I look at Draymond, um, in the trenches, down and dirty against the centers and guards, you know, he's light. He's not that heavy. He's not that big, thick, solid defensive lineman. He's more of a quickness, speed type of guy. And so get him out there a little more in space that will help him out. But the scheme of our defense, um, I do think he has to be at that three technique. I think he, he has to be right there at that three technique spot. Caleb Goodman says, here's a hot take. Tom Brady might be the most accomplished quarterback of all time, but Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time. What's your thoughts? You know what? I got one for you, Caleb, and I was talking about this at home. I know everybody talks about the Joe Montanas and John Elways and Dan Marinos, and they talk about all this stuff in the past. And let me just tell you this. I think today's quarterback is, it's, this ain't a hot take. I'm being serious when I say this. Today's quarterback is better than yesterday's quarterback. The same way today's basketball player is better than yesterday's basketball player. Today's quarterback is bigger, stronger, faster. Do I need to remind you about what a Lamar Jackson can do? Do I remind you about what Patrick Mahomes can do? What Jalen Hurt can do? These quarterbacks back in the day weren't able to throw all these touchdowns and still run a 4-3. Are you kidding me? These quarterbacks today are incredible. The bar is so high for what they do. And Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. And Tom Brady is the GOAT. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Go. Um, Tom Brady's the GOAT. He's ten, the greatest ten, ever do it. Ten Super Bowl appearances. Yeah, I, I ain't. Um, Aaron Rodgers only made it there one time. Aaron Rodgers is really, really great yeah. in the regular season. He's great at tossing the ball downfield and making magic happen. But I want winners. Are you talking about seven Super Bowls? Tom Brady, GOAT. Comebacks. Go. Yeah. Jonathan Smith, I feel sometimes we don't comprehend how hard it is to win in this league, let alone winning seasons. The staff, the coaches, the players, the schemes, you could answer how hard it is to win consistently. And one more thing, Jonathan, when you talk about the staff, make sure you add in all upstairs personnel, everybody that's in the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. That includes everybody. That means uh, everybody in accounting. You understand me? Ticketing. Uh, ticketing. Mm -hmm. uh, corporate partnering. Yep. Uh, community. All of the divisions. Uh, game day personnel. All that. So we're going to leave it here. We're five and three. About to go to a tough stretch of the season. Our quarterback and our play caller, I'm really looking for them to take that next step going into the commanders. I'm looking for Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet to come alive. And I'm hoping we see 13 personnel. Defense, I'm not concerned about at all. They're going to tackle better. They're going to blitz better. We're going to be A-OK. -okay. But um, let's get back to it. A, it's a loss. Got punched in the mouth. Let's bounce back. Before we go, today we got up to, I think the highest we got to today was like 890, I think. Last week we got to over 1,100 in the stream. Now, y'all know every single time at 4.45, 5 o'clock after a game, we getting it right here. So you got to show up. 
Some of y'all didn't. Some of y'all didn't want to come uh, here. People upset, you know. Y'all didn't want to come because you was upset. upset. You got. You got to go upset. through. You got to go through it. the hard times too. We got to talk it out because we want. Ash K. Good. Akshay. Good point. Daylight savings. That's real too. That's real. That's real. That's real. All right, man. We'll see y'all next time. Make sure y'all like, subscribe, and we will see you guys. Hey, love all y'all. We love y'all. Appreciate y'all.